Welcome back to Take a Pitch. What up? What up? What up? What up? My favorite episode of the year, by the way. Yeah. Hall of Fame, man. Love it. I absolutely love it. Big, big fan of the Hall and, and, and what it stands for, all that stuff, and, and preserving the game. I went there last August. Going to make an annual right. trip, actually. Oh, yeah? With uh, Brett? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brett hit me up. He's like, yo, let's, do a, let's make it for a little tradition. I like it. We're going go to go cool. to the Hall of Fame every year. It's like, it's I'm cool very tradition. excited for that. Um, Hall of Fame also has a uh, has a big part of Take a Pitch. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's uh, It was the our first ever episode of Take a Pitch, as cringy as it was. It was, was not cringy. It was beautiful. Uh, I'm going to link it down 50, below. 50, link 50. it down below. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, our first episode was talking about the Hall of Fame class of 2019. And, uh, you know, listen, I think there was no better way to start taking a pitch, start the show, start it, this whole thing, than with the Hall of Fame because of what it represents. The fact that it's the beginning of the year. This is now episode two of season four, five, five. This is a season five, episode two. It's a crazy ride we've been on, man. Crazy ride we've been on. Yeah. Had a lot of guests, had a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's not stopping, you know? No. Only growing. You know, as well, especially, I'm so glad that the writers didn't shut us out this year. Uh, Scott Rowland elected in his sixth year, I think. I think he's seventh. Of eligibility. Right? Sixth or seventh year. He oh, no, it was, made sixth. History it was sixth. It was sixth. He made history today. Yeah. Not only is he just the ninth, third baseman to be voted to the Hall of Fame by the writers. Really? Ninth. Wow. He had the lowest debut percentage at 10.2% to make it to the Hall of Fame. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean... It, it's the new age voters, man. I'm telling you, it's, we're, we're seeing that shift. We've said, You and I have said it before. We were like, going to see that shift one of these days, and I think we're starting. At this point, I almost prefer the guys who, you know... It, you know, this the standards of 500 home runs, 300 wins, uh, 3,000 strikeouts. Even 3, the stuff that hits. doesn't happen in the game anymore? Yeah. Like, I almost prefer, like, a standard than whatever they're doing. Like, those guys got in no matter what based on yeah. based on the merit of their stats and, you know, their, their game Even play. 400 home runs, yeah. For the most part, most yeah, guys I'll, with 400 home runs are, are in the Hall of Fame. Most things I would drop down now. But it's, it's also, it, you know, it's... It's specific. Like you look at like switch hitters, right? How many switch hitters right. have over five hundred? I can only think of two right. off the top of my head. I can only think of two also. Yeah. So you know, switch hitters, it's, you know. Listen, the the Hall of Fame, you know, right mm-hmm. now people are talking about the Hall is very good, which I don't agree with because there are a lot, a lot of guys on show this year's ballot. And next year we're going to get a stacked ballot, by the way, for a lot of good first time candidates. I would say one uh, good first time, really. Beltre. Beltre, yeah, he's a he's a first yeah. ballot. He'll get in next year, right? He's a lock. But we got a lot of guys that that the new age voters coming in, old voters kind of giving up their seats. Not as many as should, but you know. Um, I don't like these new guys either. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I saw a oh. ballot that seemed like seemed like. It was racially motivated, which we're, you know, not even going to get into. It's, 
there is no rhyme or reason for how the voters are doing. So it, was, it wasn't it wasn't racially motivated because then obviously he would have voted right, for Tory Hunter Honor. too. Right. But it just this the stupid the stupidity behind his reasoning is just like well, now now yeah, you're his, making it look like it's a race thing, which is his, stupid. His reasoning was Sheffield's 500 home runs stand out. So again, that plateau that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And if, if there's, there's a debate, debate about your career, you're not a Hall of Fame now. But here's the thing: Sheffield took, pretty, pretty Sheffield stubborn. took steroids. <laughs> so, I mean, A. Rod hit almost 700 home runs. Right. There's no debate about his. Career. And he took steroids. So, you know, like it, it's just it's a stupid reasoning, which is why it came off looking like it was a race thing, in my opinion. Right. It, it was not a good look for him or any voter who, who decided to hardline their logic. But Agreed. For the for the first time this year, not we did we did, we actually did the voting all online for a fan vote. Yes. And we had two guys who said they come to the fan to talk about the ballot, and they're going to come on the show in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited because these two are these two both have great baseball minds. They know what they're talking about we'll for the see. most part. Good guys. Uh. And, and good friends of mine, and I'm very excited to hear their thoughts on their ballot. But we had over 50 ballots for the first time, and we didn't stop at over 50. 127 yeah. ballots were submitted to us this year, which is a new record for us. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who sent in a ballot, whether you voted with us in the past or not. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is thank awesome. you. We have also, most data we've had. Thank you for sharing with your friends. Thank you, you know, and uh, keep that up. Share with your friends. Tell your friends to share with their friends next year, and uh, yeah, we'll keep growing this thing. You know, yeah. eventually, I want to. I want to blow past the writers' numbers. I think they had three eighty nine this year. Okay. Um. So we had almost a third of what the writers had, and I think our ballots, our 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 voters got it more right. Yeah. Than the actual baseball writers, yeah, even I though mean, on mm. our end, Scott Rowland didn't get elected. That's and true. He actually had had a had a bit of an a bit of a, a climb to go next year, so I'm very interested to see if we kept him on the ballot next year and took off the others that made it for us. What would happen? But we'll get to that in a little bit. We can reveal it once our two guests join us join the show, because uh, they'll they'll go through their ballot. We'll go through ours. Very excited. Let me send. Them. But uh, Billy, any thoughts? I think that Scott Rowland deserved. To be elected, I think he deserved to be elected for. I I think he. I'm pretty sure I had him on my ballot every single year. Um, I think I I put him on for the first time last year. I believe. I I don't. I mean, I don't have a uh, you know a paper trail or digital footprint right. of my first ballot with 2019. Uh, with with take a pitch. We did paper. I don't know if I have mine either. We we did paper and then screenshot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I don't think that. Uh, no, I had him. Yeah, I had him definitely. I always liked Roland. I thought that he was a good player. I thought that you know you just look at his stats and you see that this guy is a whole famer. He's one of the best offensive third basemen ever. I was about to so say like, he's a two way guy too. Yeah, like you have you have you know, Mike Schmidt and Brooks Robinson in there. It's kind of like he's number three, you know, or number four, you know, Beltre's up well, there too. He's actually number five. He's that has the fifth best defensive war among 
players who mm-hmm. have played 90% of their games at third base. Mm-hmm. Who are, who's at above? 21.2. That's a above phenomenal <laughs> defensive war. Insane. I'm assuming Insane. Robinson and Schmidt and... Let's see if I can get it because I saw baseball reference tweeted out. Robinson, Buddy Bell, Buddy Bell, Greg Nettles, and next year's first timer, Adrian Beltre. Not Mike Schmidt. That's interesting. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt is seventh with 18.4. Mike Schmidt and is current Cardinals third baseman. Nolan yeah. Arenado is sixth with 18.8. So he's almost a lock. To get it in my mind, yeah. at least. Depends on the offensive league in general. Like, like it, it's insane. And you know, if we're valuing defense, I'm going to make my case for Andrew Jones. Mike One Schmidt. Of four guys. Okay. I was going to say. Just linking the two since since you interrupted me before. I'm going to interrupt you back. Go ahead, yeah. Get what I was going to say. Mike Schmidt is one of four guys to have 400-plus home runs and 10-plus golden gloves. And now, now right, he's one ahead. of he's one of the three others, aside from Andrew Jones, that are all in the Hall of Fame. So of those four, the only one not in the Hall of Fame is Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. And it's amazing to me that Andrew Jones is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you value defense so much, you put in Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. I'm okay with that. I have zero problem. Yeah. But come on. You do that, and you don't have you don't put in Andrew Jones, who got fifty eight point one percent of the vote in his fifth year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing! I don't understand it. According to I don't the, understand it at all. According to Jaws, Scott Rowland is the tenth best Hall of Famer ever at third base. He is the only one not in the top. He's one of three not in the Hall of Fame, in the top 12. Now he is. The other two, Greg Nettles at 12. Right. And Adrian Beltre at four, who will be a Hall we'll of Fame next year. join him next year. So, if not next year, the year after that. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he has 70 career plus war, 70.1 career war. That's... Uh, Scott Rowland, first of all, Congratulations, Scott Rowland. Yes. Um, you know, it was definitely deserving. Yes. And um, I'm very, very happy to see that we didn't get shut out this year. Like, I, I really thought we were going to get shut out. This is actually the first time in the ballot tracker era. Mm-hmm. So since, I think, 2009, I want to say, or 2012. Uh, the 2009. Where... That's the first time I've heard it said like that. Go on. Because I thought 2011 first, and then I was like, wait, 2009. One of those years, uh, since I think his name is Ryan Thibodeau, at not Mr. Tibbs on Insta, on uh, Twitter, and his, his ballot tracker team, it's the first time someone has received seventy eight percent of the vote before the election revealed to not get in, and that was Todd Helton. Todd Helton finished at seventy two point two percent, followed by Billy Wagner at sixty eight point one. Wagner, an absolutely incredible climb uh he was at 2020 he was at 31.7 21 46.4 2022 51 percent and now finishing at 68.1 he is knocking on the door of cooperstown and rightfully so you and i have been big wagner supporters for years years i know for and a fact i've voted for him every single time that he's been on a ballot 
It, I just, I think guys kind of just get penalized for what teams they play for. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I mean the Rock Rockies are going to get dinged all the time. I mean, you're going to see. You, I'll be interested to see next year when Matt Holiday joins the ballot. Is he going to get dinged because he played the beginning portion of his career in in Colorado? possible so we'll see we'll see where 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 that takes him even though a lot of his formative years were in uh st louis and another thing in 15 20 years let's see how interesting it is with the blue jays you know vladdy jr right they're pulling in the fence to 357 in right center insane if that's not a, a hitter's advantage dude I mean, what they are doing, they are making it the smallest field in baseball. I don't care how tall these fences are. This is the smallest they field in baseball. Tall. I don't care how how tall they are. doesn't matter. They are still insanely close in. If you hit, if all you have to do is a little bit of a launch angle, he's going right. to hit 50 home runs a year. That's great it'll for be, him. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I want to see if he gets penalized. We're, we're going to have to remember this. In 15, 20 years, is he going to get penalized, right? He should. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be see. interesting to see. But that being said, we're going to get joined by our two guests now. And uh, we'll introduce them in just a second. All right. So today we're joined by guest Tommy Rothman, uh, better known in the Twitter world as uh, Nick's Memes. Absolute <laughs> legend. Absolute legend. Um, and Nick Viano, my former boss, um, also a good friend of ours and one of the show's bigger supporters too. Um, boys, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having us. Uh, Be here. So you guys, I think you guys have each voted the last three years we've done this. So thanks thanks for continued voting and, uh, support of the podcast. Uh, my pleasure. I don't know if. Tommy, you want to start maybe with uh, your, with who you voted for this year? We can kind of yeah. start with, with your ballot and, and some thoughts on that. Yeah, so this year I had uh, I had Beltron, Wagner, and I'll go through go through the rationale, uh, all these guys in a minute. But Beltron, Wagner, Jones, Helton, Roland, Hunter, uh, Kent, Arod, Manny, and Pettit. So on those guys. Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, you know, I really think Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. I'm obviously biased as a Mets fan, even though it's not like his prime is with the Mets. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think relievers are, are people too. <laughs> and, he, and he's one of the best. And um, he's obviously got the great backstory of like, he was a righty. He broke his arm as a kid. He's a lefty. Then he threw 100 miles per hour. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in my, in my mind, he's a no doubt Hall of Famer. Um, same with Beltron. And I think he already was a no doubt Hall of Famer for everyone. I know the cheating scandal is probably what's, caused that to become a debate and why he didn't, you know, get super close to getting in. Um, but again, bias is a Mets fan, but, uh, you know, you know, amazing hitter, amazing fielder. Really thought he could just do everything well. Um, I was, I was expecting him, you know, his whole career to go in as a Met and now a, who knows if he'll get in and B who knows if he'll go in as a Met with, with them firing him after hiring him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, he's a no doubt hall of famer. And I, I think, I think he'll get in, I guess we'll get into that later, what we see coming up, but, um, Andrew Jones also, uh, again, great hitter, great fielder, um, did both well for a long time and kind of, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind it's kind of odd, like, they're definitely worse players 
who have had less of a debate to get in, who, who've kind of just skated on in. Um, so I'm kind of surprised Andrew Jones isn't, you know, someone who got in easily, but I think I'll get there. Uh, Todd Helton. Um, again, I, I see the argument, like it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. A, I think he's Hall of Famer, but B, I think there are, there are several worse Hall of Famers than Todd Helton. Uh, so we want to see him get in. Roland, uh, I, I do think position matters. Uh, so as far as third baseman go, I think he's a definite Hall of Famer. I don't think I would have voted for him, and I don't think he gets in as a shortstop. But, you know, great hitter, great fielder, uh, good longevity, one World Series. So uh, he gets in for me, and obviously he's the only one who got in. Uh, Tory Hunter, um, and obviously I, I don't have a vote that counts for real, but I always feel that, fill out this ballot as if my vote does count. And uh, my my logic for voting for him in that scenario would really be I don't I didn't want to see him fall off the ballot. So there are probably some more deserving players who didn't need the vote as much as he did, so that's why he got my vote. But I, I also do think he kind of deserves more than being fringe on the ballot. Uh, I don't know if he really deserves to get in, but like Andrew Jones, he's you know one of the best fielders at the position and, and he was a good hitter. So I I thought there'd be more support for him, but seeing where it was going, uh, you know, with the ballot tracker, I definitely thought he needed to vote. And then Jeff Kent on the other end of that, um, now this was his last year on the ballot. So there are other guys I might've voted for over him, but I can vote for them next year. Kent's the only notable guy falling off the ballot. So I was trying to give him a boost. Obviously, one of the better players ever at his position. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get in, and that gets us to the steroid guys. Uh, so A Rod, Manny, and Pettit, and I kind of have some, some sometimes arbitrary logic with the steroid guys. But A Rod, it's just the numbers are so good. Um, there, there are a lot of people who did steroids, and basically no one with A Rod's numbers. So uh, he's in for me. It, it was tempting to leave him off because not only did he take steroids, but he cheated twice. He denied it. He lied about it. He did this whole thing, and then he got busted again. Uh, so tempted to leave him off, but the numbers were just too good. And then Andy Pettit, uh, the numbers don't blow me away. If Pettit had done what A-Rod did, I don't think I'd be voting for Pettit. Uh, but I do think he, have Hall of, he has Hall of Fame numbers, especially when you look at things like ERA+, Plus that like compare him to the league at the time. Those those seasons where he had like a 3-8-4 ERA are a lot better than they they might sound. Um, and he, obviously, the playoff resume and did it for a long time. And and for him, the steroids, it's, you know, if we believe him, it's just to recover from the injury. So those are the two sides of the steroid debate for me, uh, or of the kind of guys I'd let in. And then Manny kind of falls in the middle. Um, I did realize that he cheated twice after I'd made up my mind about him. So kind of tempted to take him off, but the numbers were really good. And he was just Manny at the time. You know, I mean, he's just such a big part of baseball. Also on the cover of the best baseball video game ever, <laughs> Baseball 2005. So he gets a, a boost there. Uh, so yeah, that's my ballot. Boy, Tom. <laughs> hey, listen, you know that, that's a solid ballot. Uh, I I do appreciate you taking it as if you actually had the vote that mattered because yeah, that's, that's the whole. That's the whole. That's the reason why we do this. Why that's how I vote. I do the same thing. I vote for Tory Hunter the same way. I get it. I also think Tory Hunter was such a likable guy. Um, so I don't I don't blame you at all for that. Um, now, I mean, I, ha I personally have no problem with that aside from, from Manny, because I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I, I can't speak for Billy or, or Nick, but you know, Manny got caught twice, obviously hall of fame personality, no doubt about it. Uh, but I don't know, him getting caught twice for me kind of keeps him off my ballot personally, but you know, that's, that's, that's the fun of this, I think. Yeah. And another thing is, with Manny uh, is 
a couple of factors, many. Again, again, I realized about the second violation after I kind of made up my mind. But uh, also, in terms of when he cheated, it, it seems like at least the second violation was kind of after he had put up all the numbers he's put up and he's trying to stay in the league. Um, so his numbers are a little less tainted. That obviously doesn't change the character issue, but it's not like I'm looking at his 550 homers or whatever it is and saying, okay, it seems like that's when a lot of the steroid stuff was happening. Um, and obviously there was the first time he cheated and that probably takes, takes up some of his prime. Um, but yeah, yeah. The other, the other kind of thing is, you know, with Sheffield, well, with Manny, there's also, if there had been a 10th guy I was tempted to vote for, Manny might've fallen off, but the only other guy kind of on the borderline was Sheffield and a, he definitely had more kind of off the field issues from like a moral standpoint and he had worse numbers. Um, and I feel like you can kind of just tell the story of the last or not the last 20 years, but like of, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you can't really tell that story without Manny. You can tell it, you can probably tell it without Gary Sheffield. So that, that kind of factored into my thinking, but yeah. Not bad. I mean, uh, Billy, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on Tommy's ballot. I know Nick, I know you have a thought about it. I, I, I listen, you and I had a conversation. I know, I know, and I know you're itching to get to it, but Billy, it's all right. It's all right. Anything you have? No, I think it is a, a great ballot. I think you had great reasoning for everyone. Um, don't disagree. I mean, it, we have very similar ballots. I, I didn't have uh, Sheffield. Who did I have instead? You, I think you had it this year. He, well, he had had it. No, I, was, I think that was instead of Sheffield, I think you put Pettit. Yeah, I, I did not have Yeah, he didn't have Sheffield. No, I'm talking about Billy. Oh, I had Pettit too, though. Oh, then I'm I'm lost. Let's see. We we need our own Ryan Thibodeau. <laughs> oh, oh, Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Yeah, Bobby Abreu put up the same offensive numbers as Derek Jeter, but it was a better base runner and a better defender. So, <laughs> and he he wasn't always a Yankee, so you know the Yankee not bias still doesn't kick in for Bobby Abreu. <laughs> Yeah, you you put you put Bobby in the Bronx for whatever eighteen years, Hall of Famer, guaranteed. That's it. I, I like I like your ballot a lot. I think it is. Yeah, and I'm and I'm always uh happy to bash Derek Jeter. So <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer, but but I don't That's think true Mets fan right there. But I, all the time, like like some people would would say in the state. So <laughs> there. But yeah, good ballot. Definitely. Probably on your street, people would say that too. <laughs> um, you probably find ten people on your street, and you're in the city, right? I think, and uh, you know, you know, anyone walking down the city street, Derek Jeter, top five player of all time. Yeah, it's tough. Gotta love it. Just any idiot can buy a Yankee hat, you know. Um, so Billy, your ballot was pretty much the same as Tommy's, minus yep. Sheffield with a Bray, right? Yep. I know mine. I only, this is the first year I actually voted for only nine guys. I usually use all ten. This is the first time uh, I'm voting ten. That's a wild, yeah. Uh, I had Abreu, Beltron, Todd Helton, Corey Hunter, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Andy Pettit, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. A lot of the guys I've kept the, the same for the past few years. Obviously, Beltron's the newcomer. And Nick, if I remember correctly, you kind of missed a, a, a guy on your ballot that a lot of people had. In fact, 85% of the people we hold 85% of the 127 ballots we got had Carlos Beltran on their ballot. You know, that's the highest vote 
total we've you, had. You were one of 19 who did not. Maybe the I, only I, Mets I fan that reasoning. would say that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the reasoning? And, and, and go through your full right. ballot too if you'd like to. All right, since we what? introduced the Beltron thing. Okay. I'll, I'll do that first. Uh, you know, after we had had our conversation about it, I, I kind of took a, a quick brief moment to mull it over. Um, you know, numbers say a whole lot about a player. Their numbers, some may say, are the only reason people get in the Hall of Fame. Depend, no matter what happens off the field, who a person is, the numbers they put up are the numbers. Um, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I think uh, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, I think Beltron was a household name in New York. He obviously a very skilled player off uh, on the field. Um, but I can't look past the 2017 World Series um, as a misnomer. I can't. Um, I think that plays huge into, um, it's, I guess, as big a deal as Barry Bonds not, you know, being fully in the Hall of Fame. Um, you're going to tell me that, you know, Jose Altuve gets a batting title or, you know, puts up the numbers he does um, that year without cheating. Now, granted, I will say that he has a great amount of skill. He's a great player as well that has put up great numbers without, you know, allegedly without um, any sort of help. Um, but, I mean, steroids in baseball, PEDs in baseball are, you know, kind of a thing in the past. I feel like that whole issue has just been beyond us with how much it's come up. It's like, how is it not normalized? But going out of your way to hire somebody to steal signs for the app, that's, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. And uh, I, I wanted to be more animated about that, but I, I did make sure I took a step back, calmed myself down a little bit and, uh, and, and took it all in. But looking, looking past, if I were to just look past it, Purely numbers, Beltron's my first choice on the ballot, but just because of the 2017 World Series, that that really does it in for me. I mean, before before we get into your, the rest of your ballot, I mean, you, you obviously, and the way you texted it to me was organized crime. We don't condone <laughs> yes. organized crime. That was what I you said to me via the text. <laughs> we do not um, condone organized crime in baseball. <laughs> Are you one of those guys that like, thinks you know shoeless joe shouldn't get in even though he was innocent but he's part of the team this and that because obviously there are guys on the actual 2017 granted not hall of fame candidates look at tony kemp um who didn't want yeah. to partake at the uh in the in the scandal if somehow some way let's say a guy like tony kemp came up in, in hall of fame conversation would you be able to look past it I mean, he's a guy that came out right in the thick of it and said, I, I didn't support this at all. I didn't want to do this. So how, how do you not on a moral compass be like, okay, that guy knew what was going on and didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, gotcha. Carlos all Beltran right. did not do that. Um, if he were to be, you know, if he were to not somehow get into the Hall of Fame soon um, within the next five to six years, and then come out and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I didn't condone this. Um, I'd be like, well, kind of a fraud now. Uh, not the time. You know, there's a time and place for things like that. And now is not it. All right. Uh, so obviously you didn't have Belcher on your ballot. Who did you have? <laughs> All right. So uh, I went with uh, Helton, Jones, Kent, Pettit, Manny and A-Rod, K-Rod, uh, Jimmy Rollins, 
Wagner, and Jared Weaver. Um, I want to preface this. I really do. Because I know I'm going to get yelled at. And I know the first question out of everybody's mouth is, Jared Weaver? Yeah, I know. All right, give me a second. Uh, guy went 150 and 98 in his career. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. If you want to just look at stats for what they are. Um, I kind of think he was one of those guys that he had more left. If he had more left in the tank, we would have seen some monster numbers out of him. Um, because he was, he was on a pretty steep incline there for a while. Um, towards the end of the career, obviously little things going on, but, um, I think that if I were to repick, I sent your number, I sent this text to you also earlier today, um, that I completely overlooked Roland, um, no brainer at that position, no brainer. Um, but enough about the speculative because I will say uh, the rest of my ballot, I think can be, was pretty well spoken for by Tom, um, aside from Jimmy Rollins and, and I believe K-Rod. Um, so I'll go into that. Uh, K-Rod, I think you and I had a conversation a little bit earlier um, and it was somewhere along the lines of, you know, if, if the Hall of Fame was kind of like a popularity contest and if, if you were to uh, say, that somebody gets into the hall just because of who they are as a person. Um, you know, you could say that there's a lot of guys that are currently left out that would be in no problem. Um, and also to that point was there's a lot of people or that a lot of the Hall of Fame voters or would-be voters would say that the Hall of Fame should be about how influential to the game was a person at that time that they played. Um, so I personally think that both K-Rod and Jimmy Rollins um, hit that mark very evenly. Um, when I was growing up, you know, obviously a huge Mets fan, uh, Jimmy Rollins comes into town and I, I just sink in my seat. I'm like, this is going to be a shit show. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins is a, was a thug on the diamond, uh, here in New York. So, um, and then to, you know, witness K-Rod pitch firsthand, uh, um, I knew right then and there, I'm like, this guy is something special. He belongs um, with the best of them. Feel free to say that this guy fucks. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I know it was going through your head. I know. It's going there. I, I didn't say I know. It. I, didn't I, know. Say it. I know. Um, I mean, Tommy, I know I saw your face when when Nick said something about the about Beltron. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few and obviously uh, uh Nick and I did have similar ballots. A few questions I have are Yes, please. What one thing that one thing that and I there are a lot of really baffling ballots um that were publicly released on, on you know actual <laughs> ballots. Um Actually. and one thing that one thing that I always wonder about is like and and this also happened back when like Bonds and those guys were on the ballot. Is people like someone to vote for like Sosa and not Bonds or Bonds not Clemens or something? And obviously, like the numbers are the numbers. So, and and you know, I said at the start of this, I I also have some some rules I kind of just made up for myself with uh, PDs and like, which is why I'd vote for A Rod and Manny and not Sheffield, but yes, Pettit, etc. Um, but with your reason for Beltron being the character thing. Um, but still having someone like A-Rod there um, or Manny. With Beltron and with 
you mentioned Altuve, and that's going to be interesting when when these guys like Altuve, Correa, Springer, Bregman, whoever, come up when it's their time. Uh, but Beltran, his career wasn't helped by the cheating because his Hall of Fame years were, you know, he hit like 120 in 2017. So, so his his it's not like Altuve where his MVP was the year they were cheating. Uh, whereas guys like A Rod and, and such. Their cheating helped them hit 60 homers in a year or whatever. I, I, he never got 60, like 57 or something. But so I guess I'm curious because you kind of started with like, it's not about, all about stats for me, but but then you having someone like A-Rod and not Beltron. Um, so that, that's my first question. And then, yeah, uh, with guys like Jared Weaver, I mean, again, I, I think a lot of, like, I like to see people get a voter to like, there aren't many people I don't think deserve any Hall of Fame votes. Um, Austin Arroyo, right? So definitely, definitely, I, I like, I don't, I don't Jason like seeing like when writers just vote for one guy to make a statement about that guy. But I, I never mind when, when writers, you know, they have six guys they thought should get in. Why not use the other four votes to, you know, show some love to some guys? And and that's why I think and hope someone like David Wright, you know, and eventually gets up to like 30 percent rather than falling off in the first year. Um, but yeah, yeah. So my, my, my main question on your ballot is, is Beltra- Beltron off, which I, I get on its own and the PEDs on, which I get on their own, but don't really see those together. Um, yeah. The mesh together. And I, Tom, I like that you brought it up because for me, that's what I, when I try to explain the, um, the PEDs as something that we have seen for years and years and years now, it's just a recurring theme that seems to, just kept being swept. I mean, now with A-Rod, like you said, you know, he got caught, lied about it, got caught. Um, I think that those numbers are still unspeakable. It's like, if I know Barry Bonds threw that much, you know, put up that much, that many, sorry, English is hard, that many home runs, um, you know, with using PEDs, but like he still put up that many home runs. Moral of the story. Now, right, that's why A-Rod that for me too. Right. So in the number, that's where the numbers speak for themselves. And we look past the PEDs. Now, um, with Beltron, I think the moral of the story with the character and the, I guess it, it helps his stat line. If you don't know, like baseball fans outside of people that really follow the game, you see somebody won a world series, you think something special more, you know, think more highly of them. I think, so to speak, you're on a team that wins a world series and they cheated. It's like, that sucks, dude. And like, and for guys, especially, and I'll take it a little bit to heart and I'll, I'll vote with my heart a little bit, you know, so Beltron, seeing, seeing uh, Beltron be successful elsewhere, you know, really, really is a, a <laughs> dagger in the heart with a twist. So we'll, uh, I'll leave it, I'll leave it there. If you have any fr- further questions, please. Well, feel free. well, counterpoint, you know, you, you mentioned Beltron winning a world series in 17, but and I might be wrong here. Didn't he win with the Cardinals? I was trying to figure that no. out. Prior to no, being he, a Met, he missed that. Cardinals were Cardinals were eleven. He was still in the Mets oh, in twenty eleven, the and then traded to the Giants. Uh okay. We got All right, Zach so now, Wheeler now in that trade, baby. All right. I don't know why I thought Carlos Beltran no. won a World Series with the Cardinals. Following, uh, he was. Was it twelve or thirteen that he was with the Cardinals? I know it was Maybe twelve because he was he was the foul ball that Cardinals yeah. fans still talk about. 
<laughs> to this day. Yes. yes. Every June 1st. Um, yes. I think he was, was with them at 13, too. Though. Though. Yeah, he was I with think them so at 13. Too. Wow, he had two. Because he went to the Yankees, right? Yeah. Yankees in 14, yeah, 15, 16, got traded to Texas. And then he was with Houston at age 40. Here's another point about Beltron. Uh, and I guess speaking to his character or what have you, there's several reasons why, you know, somebody moves around so much. But guy with his production, and we're talking about Hall of Fame numbers, why are you on like 10 teams, bro? Like, nobody wanted to keep you? Like, what's up? Um, I mean, he was with the, you know, the Royals for the start. Royals and the Mets, I think it was the same, about seven, eight years. Yep. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. Got traded at the tail end. End of the contracts. You know the Will Ponds. That, you know, that's that's different. Casey and the Mets, they're going to let them go. They're not going to pay them again. Uh, straight that handshake thing, you know. St. Louis, he was two-year contract, and then he's going to his age 37, 2014. So they probably didn't really see him as a, as a fit, and there's no DH back then in the NL. Goes to the AL for the for the final full four years of his career, the Yankees for three of them, and then Houston for the last one. Yeah, so it's not really like, moving around too much. It's only really four teams that signed him. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, I don't know if him moving around is much of a knock on him. A because yeah, with the Royals and Mets makes sense. You know, went to, went to a rental, traded for prospects, and also if you think about it, the Mets knew him well, and obviously the cheating thing ruined it, but they. Tried to bring him back as a manager. Uh, the Yankees <laughs> knew him well, and they brought him back as like some coach and then yeah. announcer. So it does seem like people who know him well like him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't hold that again. I would say actually, if anything, especially towards the end, him getting traded to the Giants, he was still a productive player in 2011. But uh, I guess really just Texas and then Houston and the Yankees. It was more of a DH and mentor type player because everyone knew that he was going to end up being a manager at the end of his career. Although he hit 29 home runs in 2016. Wow. And he hit 290. He had a really good year in 2016. Wow. He wasn't bad. He wasn't that this, you know, that's what, that's what I'm trying to this get. He's kind of an know. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Huge, yeah. Everyone's you know. kind of an asshole though. If you want to, if I mean, you want to yeah, boil I... it down, if you want to look, you know, K-Rod duking up yeah. his, duking up his wife's dad, like, come on. Why are you beating the shit out of your wife's dad? You can't do that. But, you know. <laughs> Have you had any loss before, Bill? Was labeled that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's plenty. You know, Jeff Kent, he had the issues with uh, teammates with the Mets, which is why he got traded away multiple times early in his career, you know. Um, so I feel like there's reasons for everybody as to why you could say they're an asshole. It's just – uh. I feel like with this ballot with Beltron, I feel like it's kind of a little bit more of a recency bias to it because it was so close. You know, 2020 doesn't count. That was a skipped year, right? So we're really talking about four or five years. And besides that, who's really the next thing? I mean, A-Rod taking the steroids in 2013. Yeah, Ryan Braun, I guess. Ryan Braun. Um, it's also, I think that it's it's unique. And I, I think that it probably- That too. Unique and I think a lot of people too, which is that, like, like you said, like steroids, like we know about steroids by now. Yeah, mm -hmm. there, there's definitely already steroid guys in the hall. There's going to be more guys who get in. Um, and it is what it is. 
whereas this was so different. But I also think sign stealing was also part of the game. Like we saw, like the memo went out, right? Like the, the teams knew, the league knew. That's why how yeah. the Red Sox and Yankees. It's just the Astros had the were best at it. They they're the ones who got busted most thoroughly. Uh, <laughs> they ignored kind of the slap on the hand to start. So I I do think Beltron's not alone. If anything, his crime is that he was really good at mm-hmm. <laughs> designing the system. But yeah, I also get that. And, and that's also why I think, you know, in a few years, I think Beltron could get on any year. I think yeah. he could get on this year, next year. But I'd, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't get on. Um, he could mm-hmm. also... He could also have what happened to him, uh, what happened to, you know, Bonds and Clemens where they end up getting that solid number, but then they kind of plateau around. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, Beltron finished this year at 46.5, the same total as Jeff Kent is last year. Obviously, you're talking about two assholes, same number. Uh, Kenton is last year, Beltron <laughs> is first year. Oh, I think it's... For the sake of the art. Okay, all right, all right. Obviously, I personally think Beltron's number is going to grow. He's gonna hit at least sixty-five, I think. For With all ease. you know, for all you know, there might be two hundred guys who are just like, "All right, we'll take him off for the first year as like a, you yeah. know, sh- show me punishment," and then next year he he might get a fuck, he might get ninety percent. You know, we don't really know because these guys are we we're dealing with almost four hundred assholes, right? So. You know, anything you say really writers happen. are not coming to the show anytime but, soon. But I do, I do have, I do have a uh, theoretical. Is do you think that when Jose Altuve, right, when his first year on the ballot, do you think he'll get treated the same as Beltron? You do, even though it will have been fifteen years, fifteen to twenty years from the incident. I got a take years. on this one. Uh, I think that I had it's a feeling one of those precedential things now nothing nothing very very you know big nothing crazy um but it's one of those like precedential moments for us with um with how harshly we treat beltron we being you know the voters um and the writers um how harshly that we punish him for for what he did or didn't do um is how we're going to look at the astros that were on that team in the future um and Again, there's there's arguments for, arguments against. There's people on both sides of the aisle there. Um, but to say that there will be absolutely no ramifications for future players um, that were on his team during that time period committing the same crime would be silly. Now, I also agree with you that I think Beltron um, could very well get on within, within the next five years. And I think of the same reason, the recency bias, like, there's we're we're a nation and we're a society that you know just hops on the next best thing. This can be forgotten news if one or two more huge scandals happen. That's very like, true. Like it, it could be a thing of the past, and like only guys like us that'll be like, no, he he did that, he cheated, this that, the third, and like we'll be the only idiots like in the room. Like we'll be the old grandpas. Oh, back in my day, you know, <laughs> we, we wouldn't let that slide. But um. But yeah, I think I do think Beltran will will be on the ballot. He may he may be on my ballot next year. You know, maybe I'll I'll forget about it after the next big thing happens this year. Yeah, I, I you know I was like that with uh, Bonds and Clemens, um, especially Clemens. I left him off my ballot up until last year. But Bonds, uh, you know, I, I was strictly against the steroids, and then I kind of looked at it and I was like, this, it's really not as like. I feel like my perception of it was warped because of like when the Mitchell report came out. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember 
I remember my dad picking me up from school and telling me like that, you know, Mitch report come out. I'm like, what the fuck? So we're, you know, we're listening to it on uh, uh, WFAN. Right. And right. so my mind to that was just like, this is like the craziest thing. These are a bunch of assholes who are cheating the game. So like, that's my perception of it as a kid. And it went into that as, you know, as a, an adult and looking at my voting record over the past five years with uh take a pitch i didn't have bonds until two years ago i think and so i kind of you know leaned off of that and i think that you know some things aren't as big of a deal as others and uh you know like beltron if if it was you know it's just it's just a weird situation because we don't really have a full grasp on actually what fully happened, right? But we do know that it did happen and that some guys benefited off of it and some guys didn't. Yuli Gurriel, Josh Reddick, right? Those are the main two who really benefited. Neither of them are ever going to be Hall of Famers or anywhere close. And, you know, and there, how many fucking steroid guys have we had? How many guys that accused of steroids have we had, you know? Piazza, Piazza, Pudge, and David Ortiz are three that I could can't that coming off the top of my head who were accused, never convicted, and are Hall of Famers. What are you going to say, Max? Well, no. To, to your point about the next big scandal, um, I, I think we're still seeing the ramifications from the Omar Vizquel stuff on the ballot. Forgot about which, that. Which now I don't know, Nick and Tommy. I don't know if you guys know what happened here, uh, but Vizquel was accused of sexual misconduct as a manager in the minor league, I think for one of the, the White Sox um, affiliates. Ooh. And Ooh. to the point where he was getting at, at his debut, his debut ballot was like high forties mm-hmm. then climbed up the second year to, I think 50, I think he hit 55 or 56 where he was fast tracked. That, that was, um, that was 2020 that came out, ago. right? Mm-hmm. two years ago yeah because it kind of got swept under where... the rug because of the whole pandemic thing so like a lot of people don't know about it it's kind of crazy right which but but at the same time we're seeing the results where Viscal hasn't gotten support now he's got about 20 percent of the votes this year mm-hmm. but to your point about the next controversy we've now had beltron come up will we see uh, i guess a, a uptick in Viscal's votes next year i don't know are think, we i think, think Viscal's toast i mean i did notice i was looking at well, the final ballot tracker tally like before the results and then the final results um the only two players who didn't go down are k-rod who like went up by like half a percent um and viscale who went up by like 11 percent. everyone else went down by most guys went down by four or five the steroid guys went down by like three or so and so what you're seeing there is you know people people who are voting for people who are not stand-up humans are more likely to want to keep that vote to themselves. Um, or the other way around, maybe people who are uh, who know that it's the plan for them to submit their ballot publicly will then be less inclined to vote for people they don't want to have to defend. Um, but I don't, especially because the older voters are the ones keeping it, uh, you know, keeping their ballots anonymous and the older voters and the anonymous ballots are, are Viscale's base. The older voters are only going to age out, right? So I think younger and younger people are going to vote for Vizquel less. And I don't think he has that much time left on the ballot. Um, so I'd be surprised. I mean, 
he's at what 20 percent i i don't see 20 percent, and again only 10 percent of voters willing to admit they vote for him so and next year's gonna be his seventh year yeah so he needs a pretty big jump that i don't see happening um what, what percent did he have this year he got he got uh 20 percent, i think he got 19.5 oh so he went down a little okay but he was only on eight percent of public ballots wow that's kind of crazy yeah and, and like i said he's the only guy yeah. numbers really went up um that also gives me hope i mean any, anyone like because again voters age out and the voters get younger and younger and more analytical that's why i assume you know like beltran was at like 55 before like on the the pre-vote thing uh ended up like 48 i think those guys will get you know steady boosts over the year so that's why i expect you know i think helton will get in next year um i think beltran will get in and again he, he might not and who knows whether it take three years or nine years or some committee uh I do think to revisit when we were comparing him to Altuve, like I said, defending Beltron versus the steroid guys, uh, the cheating didn't help Beltron at all. Cheating did help Altuve. He won MVP that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, who knows if Altuve is even going to be a Hall of Famer on his own merit when he retires. It seems like stats-wise he's headed there. Yeah. I guess as a second baseman, he probably basically is there. But, you know, at going into 2017, he, he had had three really good years of hitting like 350, right? But that three years aren't going to make you a Hall of Famer. So the guys like Altuve and I mentioned Bregman, Springer, whoever ends up having the career to get there, uh, the cheating helped them more. So Beltran's the architect, but not the beneficiary. So when you're looking at yeah. it, you know, when you're looking at their Hall of Fame candidacies, it comes kind of like the steroids. Like, all right, well, how legit are their numbers? Yeah, good, good point. And, and you also, you know, they didn't get caught until after the 2019 season. Right. They could claim, and fanboys like Max can claim that they were not doing it in 2018 and 2019. They were doing it in 2018 and 2019. You know for a fact. Or doing something else. Right? Or like, doing something similar, yeah. Like, they were doing something. They didn't get caught for two years. You think that they were just like, oh, we won our World Series, right, we're done with this technology? No. They were still doing it to some capacity. Fuck you, Max. <laughs> Everyone's always trying to get an edge, right? Like, yes. if the Mets were upset, they checked Musgrove's ears. And a lot of people think that because yeah. every every team uh, has so if if we're gonna they were too shiny. But if we're gonna kick everyone out because at some point in their great 20-year career they tried to get an edge, like obviously it comes down to did you break the written rules or the unwritten rules? But that's that's a good point. And like that that's actually a really good point is the sticky stuff, right? The sticky stuff is a huge thing over the past couple of years. Like, how is that going to affect, you know? Garrett Cole, who is apparently the biggest proponent of this uh, of this whole thing. Well, I guess we'll see him in 10, 15 years or whatever it may be. And, and real quick, I know, Tom, you just said something about the written rules versus the unwritten rules. I mean, next year's ballot alone, you got uh, Chase Utley coming on the ballot now. He was a guy who was a hard-nosed player, self-described. Obviously, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um within the game, so you don't know how his ballot's going to look, but you know, let's say he doesn't get in his first four or five years. We talked about older older guys aging out, newer guys coming in, guys who saw, you know, the hottest slide or, or some of his other more aggressive plays. Will that unwritten rules be become a factor in Hall of Fame voting, which and in which case do we turn the, the conversation from 
these unwritten rules are part of the game to, well, let's then write them down, which then changes baseball completely. So to, to your point, Tommy, about well, the written ones versus the unwritten ones, the police in the game is done by the players, right? And that's how it's always been, which is why we love baseball. Why should we punish those who police the game themselves for policing the game? Now, I'm not, obviously, you know, Mike Fires isn't going to get a Hall of Fame vote for blowing the whistle on, I'll vote for him. you know, the Astros, right? He, you know, he's not going to get Hall of Fame votes when his time may or may not end up coming. There's some weird names on the ballot that get votes, but um, like Jason Worth. But um, you see, like you see him in that men's league. Come on, you see yeah, that video. Yeah, in the men's league. yeah. <laughs> bombs. But, bombs. but my point being, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see going forward the written versus the unwritten. Yeah, I think. So, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'd say with Utley, I, I don't think. I think the issue of whether he gets in or not is just does he have the numbers? Um, like he was incredible for six years out of position where most people aren't very good hitters. And then he was, you know, for the other 10 years of his career, he was serviceable to good, which, you know, I, I think he, like, again, he was the best second baseman in baseball probably, or I guess there were some good, Petroian can really good too, but he was mm-hmm. elite second base um, for six years, which is a nice stretch. And then, you know, wasn't horrible after that. He was, he was pretty good. Uh, so again, as a shortstop, I don't think he gets in, but, in this day and age, I, th- I think he could get in. And I think he's probably, I'd assume he's respecting the game, that one slide. Like, yeah, you're supposed to try to break a double, a double play. It sucks that it happened to break Tejada's leg and it should have been called interference, but it doesn't, I don't think it really reflects badly on Utley. I mean, you should be trying to break up the double right. play. You're going to get away with it and it's the playoffs. Uh, so. Then you factor in the recency bias with it too. So it'll be, it'll, his, his case, I think, is interesting in that sense. I want to hear someone who's a fan of the of the Detroit Tigers, what they what their opinion is. Because exactly. We're all Mets fans here. No matter what, we have a fog over Chase Utley of just uh it's a it's a it's a bullseye. You want to be throwing darts right at it, right? So yeah, I mean I I'm not, you know, I am completely biased. I hate the guy through and through, <laughs> hate his guts. So yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about Jimmy Rollins. Me too. Um, I really, I really, (laughs) what a punchable face. (laughs) A stupid fucking gap. (laughs) Knock him out and fix it. uh, I I know you really really had something else to say too. I I know you were about to make a second point. Oh, uh, no, but just in general, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, also, yeah, I hate Utley and Rollins, too. I mean, two of my least favorite players of all time. Uh, I, I don't think that in, maybe maybe I would have taken a longer look at Jimmy Rollins, and I think I might in future years. I, I don't see him as first ballot Hall of Famer, and I don't think that's from being biased. I think that's just because he's not. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'm willing to look past. Like, I, I hated A-Rod, too, and I have a for him. But uh, to your point, uh, it, it would be interesting to hear from, like, a Tigers fan or someone who doesn't really have reason to care about Chase Utley. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I did I did want to make a point, and this might be what Max talking about. Is this the Derek Jeter thing? or? Well, I mean, yeah, oh. feel free. Feel free. Listen, feel free. Uh, I, 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 Bring up anything you want about Derek Bring on the slander. 
<laughs> yeah, so we were we were talking about defense a bit before the show. Um and we got talking about like oh who are some of the great outfielders ever and uh feel free to cut me off and clip this uh if, if we're gonna do an actual thing on it later. But um yeah, we were talking about defense before the show and uh who are the best defenders ever at each position and we kind of threw out Jim Edmonds and Billy you came in saying he's like thirtieth or fortieth or something, nothing special. I mean, obviously being a top forty defender all the time in a game that's been around for 200 years or whatever is pretty impressive. Uh, but with with defenders like Jim Edmonds, like Max and I both said, you, you feel like he's better than he was um, because of the great catches. Uh, and I, I just want to say that's that's my window to bring up that people who aren't great defenders all the time seem like great defenders because of the the plays that they don't make easily. And But they're, they are skilled and smart and crafty enough to make an unreal looking play on. So like the dark Jeter jump throw, that's Francisco Lindor just slides over and mm-hmm. throws it right. Jeter can't get there. So he, but he can make that amazing throw. And so he ends up looking like a hero. Same with, you know, Ed, I mean, I think Edmund's catch, you know, the one going backwards might yeah. be the best catch ever. Um, maybe, maybe Billy Hamilton like <laughs> just gets that ball and goes under and catches it. Right. So I, I did want to I, I think... my anti-Jeter agenda that, <laughs> the best looking fielders are often bad fielders, which I know in Jeter's case is yeah. very historically yeah. bad fielder. But. It's very true. And I think we can we can tie that in too, is that because obviously you see all these flashy plays, and now in the age of social media, it's it's in our face twenty four seven, right? Right. With the new voters coming in, are they gonna think take take the the, the flashy plays into consideration, which water down some of the more impressive routine looking plays? You know, a guy moving twenty feet to his left, not having to jump, make the jump throw, or having a strong arm, but like Arenado maybe. Because will that unfortunately water down his candidacy because it looked so routine? Obviously, Arenado's think... a bad, a bad, a bad example because he's a fucking beast. But or like you mean like the like the Manny play when he was on the Orioles at Yankee Stadium? Oh, I guess the wait what when he was on oh, the Machado, Orioles? Yeah, 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 Machado, yeah. Oh, you you thought I meant you said Manny, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, no, Manny Machado, like that play that you're saying, because like he makes that play all the time. Sure, he doesn't right. go 20 steps into foul territory like he did that time and throw a 120 mile an hour bullet, but you know, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, like that, like that, that gets yeah. watered down because it's like we see that so often. Like that was that was a top 10 play of 2013, right? Right. And he, you know, he did the same exact thing this year. It wasn't even a top 100 play. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, obviously kinda. rolling getting in now, we're valuing defense a little bit. Um, so looking ahead, you know, the defensive metrics that we now have, I think, are going to play a huge role in showing, I think, who is going to be like how how new age the voters get. Um, yeah, I, like I Derek Jeter like... wouldn't wouldn't get in on defensive metrics. It's right. I mean, he he'd get in. Consi- he it's consistency and clutch and off season and right. just right. It's everything else, but yeah, his, yeah. his Hall of Fame dating roster—it's all of that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think, love right there. <laughs> I think like this, like you're talking about, like social media highlights, all that. I don't think that'll really give a boost to anyone defensively because I think like the extremely online generation of voters is also the generation that looks at fan graphs and all that, so they'll see who's a good defender who's not. I do think it'll actually with like voters who are like 50 and 60. And so they, they see highlights, they see things on ESPN now because everyone has sports center and all that, but they don't look at the analytics. So I think there's like 
not the oldest band of voters, but like the pretty old band of voters. Um, I think some guys will get a boost from that. Uh, and again, obviously, like the examples you brought, like Arnado and Machado are actually great fielders. So, but yeah, it's, it's if someone makes one great play, I don't I don't think that will help them too much with the younger voters. It's it's people like our parents who are like, oh yeah, that guy's a great fielder because he robs two home runs a year, but he's out of position in the rest of the league, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of the year, but. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the wave of our generation of seeing highlights day in and day out all over Twitter and Instagram is going to lead us to a very, very tough voting process come 10, 15 years from now when we've seen everything. You know, we grew up, we almost grew up with highlights. I mean, I know not you guys, but I'm three, four years old in front of the TV, you know, right. watching ESPN. Like, I know what a good play looks like, like the back of my hand, but to see them over and over and over again, see the same faces making great plays. And then Tom, to your point, like the people that know what they're talking about are going to look at the things that are important and they're going to look at the graphs. They're going to look at the data and they're going to make an analytical decision. Um, Is it cool to throw like a random guy uh, and make a highlight tape for him and be like, yo, see, this guy's really good. Yeah, of course. Cause that's what regular people want to see, but baseball fans that, want to you know really vouch for a guy that has been amazing his whole career are going to be like yeah okay this guy's done it like you know you know didn't have to make that play because like you guys said he's in the right position yeah yeah exactly and and obviously now with analytics being involved in the game itself too obviously people are in the right position more often now with the shift or this and that now it's a bang the shift is going to change that I mean, there's been a lot of rule changes over the last 10 years, too. Yeah. Like, slightly have changed the game. You know, it's not, it's nothing drastic, but, but like next year is going to be a big, big difference, right? We're going to see a lot more stolen bases. We're going to see a lot more hits from lefties, you know? So, yeah, I actually think, um, I I do hope it's something we have time to talk about, like, kind of upcoming ballots and how that'll affect people, but someone like, Mauer or even Yachty, I think I think robot umps are, are happening probably in the next year or two or three. Um, and so for the catchers who are coming up on the ballots, if they don't get in, most people get a bump as it goes on. But if these guys don't get in soon, like Mauer is a great hitting catcher for a short stretch, but kind of unheard of at the catcher position and one of the best players in the league. But once you have robot umps, like, yeah, Francisco Alvarez, even if he doesn't learn how to catch, He'll be able to play catcher and he's hopefully gonna be hitting 30 40 homers a year right so you're gonna have a lot of catchers a lot more catchers now yeah. uh, than you do now have actually good offensive numbers and not just mm-hmm. good for a catcher um so that'll kind of in hindsight make people be like oh yeah you know joe mauer they're, they're like eight teams right now with catchers who hit as well as him and every team is a catcher who hits better than yachty so are they hall of famers so i think they actually might need to get in quickly if they're going to get it in at all that's, i think that's, yachty will get in that's a good point time. That ties back into what we said earlier about are they going, are they the best players and most influential players of their time period? You know, I think that goes to your point exactly. And I think we need to look at, I mean, obviously, you said it best, you know, each these writers are going to think this, this, and this. Now, obviously, we look ahead to upcoming ballots. There are so many guys that writers can think so many different things about. And you know, if you guys, I, I know how Billy and I feel. We've made it known over the past four years uh, about the the process of election. Um, 
how the writers are absolute morons and and sh most of them should have their vote taken away from them especially if you, if you submit a blank ballot um but you know looking ahead to some of these other ballots you mentioned um you mentioned jimmy rollins on this ballot there are there are now uh stats like jaws which some people go by i know billy goes by jaws Rollins is the thirty second. I don't go by Jaws, but, but I do. Like you, 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 it yes. fixes it. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, Rollins is the thirty second. There, man. <laughs> Take it there, man. Take it there. He's tight. He's tight. Uh, no, but Just Rollins is the thirty second. Six, huh? Ranked shortstop, right? Yeah. So now we go forward, and you look at guys like Ichiro, who obviously he was the top top player. He's gonna get it no matter what. Uh, maybe bad example. Let me, let me real quick because I saw something. I was about to ask, what are you trying to say? I don't know where I was going with that. Not Ichiro. Oh, okay. uh, like like a guy like Dustin Pedroia, who has an MVP batting titles. I think he has. You know, now Pedroia is two years away, right? But at a second base position, stuff like that, and guys like Dustin Pedroia, where injuries cut short, uh, or shortened careers like Posey, and goes to the catcher comment. Posey was a good hitting catcher. Would you like to just say his name, David Wright? No, I wasn't, even, I wasn't even considering David right Ash now. Ash can't say his name. <laughs> you know, guys with shorter careers who yeah. may have been more impactful in shorter careers. Should there be a set of rules for voters or even more more concrete guidelines as we move forward and, and adapt to the new game? You know? Yeah, I mean, because I think the writers it, I, are all over the place. It might kind of please itself because, like, uh, like for instance, Nicky voted for Jared Weaver because he had 150 wins. Obviously, the 150 wins isn't a Hall of Fame number, but no one's ever going to win 300, right? Anymore, 200 is going to be a ton. So, you know, in 10, 20 years, 150 is all of a sudden, yeah, you know, an amazing number. So, someone with a like, and guys going to get tossed to the side sooner, replaced by younger guys age out faster so someone who has like Johan Santana's career if you have that career in 10 years from now or even now like you might be a better candidate than you were than you would have been when you were pitching but like Bartolo Colon and David Wells or whoever was pitching forever and uh yeah I mean guys with short careers I mean I think Posey gets like I don't think he had a short career for a catcher that, that's a very good career for a catcher and obviously the World Series and all that um helps him but yeah, guys like Pedroia, um, like I said with Utley, like a short but very high peak. And then Pedroia has, you know, oh, his peak would have been longer too if not for injuries. Um, and obviously is the World Series helping him and the MVP. So I do think there are some guys, like there aren't a lot of, like, yeah, again, looking ahead, um, next year Beltre is going to get in. Um, and then the guys joining the ballot who will get discussed over the years are um, Utley, Maurer, Bartolo, and David Wright, I, I forget if I was saying this on the show or pre-show, but, you know, better than Scott Rowland as a baseball player, doesn't have the counting stats, but also isn't far off. Like, he, he has good counting stats. Um, and I think if, if he had, if David Wright started his career this year and had the exact same career he just had, but it started this year, then I think in 2040 or whatever, he'd probably be a better Hall of Fame candidate than he is in reality. Um, but I think, I, I hope he stays on the ballot. I think if he stays on the ballot the first year or two, he'll get... He'll get a boost. I don't think he'll get in, but uh, he'll get a boost. Yeah, after that, Ichiro and, and Sabathia are both going to get in overwhelmingly. And then the, the guys who are interesting, I don't know if they'll get in and how long, but Felix, uh, Grandy, um, and then some guys who were, and Pedroia we talked about, and then guys who were like 
good at their position, like Kinsler and Brian McCann. Um, year after that, I don't think anyone joining the ballot in, in three years gets in ever. Like the only people we can talk about, will they get in on their 10th year is like Nick Marcakis and Edwin Encarnacion. But Nick like, Marcakis Carlos, had, yeah. is incredibly underrated, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. Delgado, if Delgado doesn't get in. Right. Marcakis Long is Island, baby. Guy. Um, and after that, you have Posey who'll get in. And then um, John Lester could could be first ballot. John Lester, John Lester is an interesting I think, one. I think, I think he'll get in again because at this point, 200 wins. I think he had more than that. Is great and Ryan Zimmerman, uh, who's David kind of like David Wright, but less yeah. good, but was much was good for longer. Right, it was healthier. Yeah, it was kind of David Wright, yeah. but less good. <laughs> and then, yes. And then Perfect. next year, you you full holes gets in right away, and Yachty gets in quickly. So all that is to say, like guys on the ballot right now, and the guys joining the ballot coming up, like it's a good few years to be like a fringe Hall of Fame guy because. It, there aren't going to be a lot of guys pushing you off the ballot. So that's why like, I'm, I'm very confident Billy Wagner will get in next year or the year after. Um, obviously, some guys don't have as much time. Like, wow, he only has two years left. But, yeah, he's got two yeah. years. And Andrew, Andrew Jones, like, there's no, even if it takes him four years, that, that year I talked about where the best newcomers are Marcakis and Edwin. Like, yeah, Andrew Jones, if he's not in by then, we'll get in that year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there are a lot of guys who I was, I was bummed to see them not get in. And I think that's also going to be a big year for someone like Beltron, too, um, if he's not in. Like it, and it's kind of good to obviously. Yeah. Bummer yeah, good when point. There's no new Hall of Famers. Um, like we've had happen recently and almost has happened a couple other times. But also, it's kind of good to have those years where no one exciting is joining to kind of give some guys a boost. Yeah. Right. And, you know, ballot clear out was also helpful, as we saw this year with Scott Rowland and Wagner increase. Uh, so I, a weak inc- a weak incoming class is, or ballot group is almost as good as a, a ballot clear out like we had. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for the, up- for the, for the future of the Hall of Fame, though, because there's a lot I'd of guys. i the who- same, but I have absolutely zero faith in these dumbass fucking writers. I yeah. think we should have uh, the players and maybe even alumni of the league have a lot more say. And uh, I feel like giving a little bit of testimonial to that, uh, to that point of, you know, who they were like on the field, um, yeah, you know, and making those plays. Well. Yeah. Just, just being able to speak to somebody. It's just like a job interview, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you get that job? If your buddy didn't like talk to his boss and be like, yeah, this guy's, you know, this guy's the real deal. No. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, is this your way of answering publicly names. thanking? I didn't. I didn't name names for a reason. I didn't say thank that. you right now, <laughs> or you're I fired. Say... <laughs> I already yeah, got I mean, fired. What's matter? From this, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to go there. I I do think that like the voting. Yeah, I mean, I, I wondered today. I mean, that that one. I mean, there were some really bad ballots. A lot of really bad ballots. Um, yes. And guys who like, you know, like yeah. I mean, we can get into all that. But one I saw today, which I'm sure you all saw, was a guy who just voted for Sheffield. Oh god, and, yeah, we talked about that it. right before we brought you guys on. At the tweet where it's like, in my mind, if you have to debate it, they're not a Hall of Famer. It's so, like you would a, debate anybody. A, no way, like a, there's no way Sheffield's no brainer, and there's no way he's the only no brainer. And, yeah. and he's, he said that the 500 home run mark was, was the, yeah. the no-brainer. Anyway, but obviously it was probably just for clout. Um, 
that it, it was but but if, we're, but if we have voters voting for clout that right, ruins the entire younger voters. well that's what my theory is with the with the entire process right now and anybody who releases their ballot early it's almost like they just do it as an advertisement to come read my article as to why i did this so they get all those clicks and that ad revenue and the boost from their paper it's i wonder if fucking stupid two things first of all i'm wondering if the in terms of rule changes two things you could do you could lower it from 75 to 70 65 60 it actually wouldn't let that many more guys in um and i mean if you think about how with 75 percent, like one jackass who votes submits an empty ballot or votes for only one guy or something counts he ropes out three guys who voted for the guy um so that's just kind of almost too much power but also i wonder if like your vote should count like it doesn't count as a negative vote against you if it was a single vote ballot or something like that like there are little tweaks you can do in terms of things that aren't changing the math i wonder if you you do either either or of these um or both which is you can't put your ballot out ahead of time and all ballots end up being public. I think at least one of those changes would reduce bad votes. Yeah, I agree. I, I also think you should That'd require to vote for one guy. Because, you know, Tommy, you mentioned earlier that you, you voted for Tory Hunter on your ballot because, you know, you wanted to stay on the ballot. Nick, you had Jared fucking Weaver who didn't even get a vote from the writers. <laughs> um, but again, a guy who would be a vote to stay on. So even if you don't think anyone's worthy, at least keep their 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 their, their candidacy and conversation going by voting is, for somebody. Is there is there a valid is there has there been any valid ballots to say that there is not even one person worthy of a vote? Two, I mean, three, like no. I mean I I, I don't think we've had a ballot reset ever. Oh, that time ago. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think if you're not going to vote for anyone, you should just not send, I think it's worse to to vote for one guy who you don't think should get in and send that in. I think you should just not send in your ballot and that way you don't hurt everyone you don't vote for. But I think, I mean, this year you can make an argument against every single part on the ballot. So I, I, I think you could justify an empty ballot, but then again, I'd say no, like the guys who are on the, on the line are good enough that just don't send in your ballot and don't hurt them and don't screw over three other writers who did want them in. And there've been other years, including the year no one got in where, yeah, I think empty ballots are not voting for one person any single person is justifiable. But again, at that point, unless it's a really bad class, probably just don't send in your ballot. All right. I'm not trying to find out how many empty ballots we had this year. We? Well, I'm talking oh. about at, at, yeah, the writers. The writers. Have. I don't know if that's one of those easily accessible tweets, but I'm sure I'll find it eventually. Yeah, there are four in the... More. Yeah, there, I know there were four that were publicly uh, um, put out. But, um, yeah. Boys, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. Been awesome. I I appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, thanks for consistently voting with us. It, it definitely helps knowing that people like doing I know, Tommy, you said you like treating it as if you had a vote. Nick, I'm sure you're the same way. Um, that that's what we wanted out of it, and that's what uh that's how I that we treated it. So I appreciate you boys joining us and jumping on and uh, talking Hall of Fame with us. Yep, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having us. And once again, our thanks to uh, Tommy and Nick for jumping on the on the show. Um, 
you know, you could also be on the show if you buy soap from Soap Zone. Um, or if you just don't want to be smelly, you can buy soap from Soap Zone too. Uh, use promo code TAP, T-A-P, for 15% off your order. You can do individual bars. You can do subscription-based. It's a great product. You know I love it. Pine tar, you know it's the go-to. Promo code TAP, stop being so smelly. The writers are not that smelly this year. They didn't shut everybody, shut us out. So uh, promo code TAP, SoapZone.com. Promo code T-A-P for 15% off your order. Yep, I would do about... Uh... I would say that about 300, 300, I know about 300 people who can definitely use soap, oh, yeah. soap is on soap. Anyone with a blank ballot, you know? Oh, well, they, they should get the subscription. Definitely. Uh, six bars a month. Can you, <laughs> they probably go through that shit like crazy. Blank ballot, they, one, ballot one, one, one vote. As Tommy said, the, the amount of one, one ballot guys. One, one, one player ballots me. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Anyway, but you know, as we said, we had 127 ballots. By the way, mm-hmm. so appreciate everyone who who submitted yes. a ballot. Yes. So that was our best year. Yeah, by by a long shot. I don't. I you know I don't remember what we got the first few years. I think the first um, year we got like forty-eight. No, really. No, I think we got, I think we got came in high. Hmm. Last year we had about, I want to say we had forty-eight or fifty, and then the I year in between, I think we had like thirty-eight. Year. Yeah, I think we had like thirty-eight in the year in between. And we didn't get any our first year; we just did our own. Yeah, yeah. The the, fir- oh, okay. the very first episode, yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't lead into yeah, any yeah, sort yeah. of hype. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Best, best year so far. Cool so to get thank that. Thank you. Man. Now, now, almost, now, almost a third. Obviously, uh, yeah, fucking awesome. Obviously, with that many ba- ballots, we're gonna have some great results, right? Yes, you'd hope. Anyway. Now, to me personally, I, I think the fans elected the right guys. They did miss on Scott Rowland. Yes, they did miss on Scott Rowland. He, he only got like fifty-five-ish. Yeah, he got fifty-five point one on our ballot. Which is kind of crazy, actually. I can bring it up. Yeah, let's see it. We did mention that Beltron did get the most votes at 85%, followed Mm -hmm. by Andrew Jones and Jeff Kent. Oh, and Billy Wagner all getting 78% of the vote each. Fucking awesome. Just shows that, that real fans know what's up. And Todd Helton squeaking in at 75.6% of the vote. Man, imagine that whole thing, class. Uh, Some great speeches. Cooperstown would be a fun time. Not only is it deserving, it's it, yeah, it would have been it would have been appropriate. I mean, really. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, Wagner, Beltron, Mets fans will take over the town. Yeah. Braves fans with Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Astros yeah. fans with, with oh sorry, Giants fans. Sorry. Yeah, and then Rockies and fans who were who, Rockies fans who were who are getting getting familiar with Cooperstown, Larry Walker, and now now Todd Helton. If yep. the, the fans out their way, yep. Fortunately, be a while since until the next one, but you know, he should he should be there. I mean, those five, 
I I think personally, I think that those five are probably Hall of Famers over Roland. Um, really? Maybe not. Kent and Helton might not be. Um, I got to look at their numbers. But Beltron Jones and Wagner are for sure Hall of Famers over Roland. In my opinion. All right. I mean, again, Roland also very well deserving. You know, there are no, six guys. There are six guys who are Hall of Famers on this ballot. Yeah. In I the mean, five that the fans elected and Scott Roland. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would go as far as to say that A Rod deserves it too, but people uh, people yeah, feel again, differently. Yeah, there are there are there are feel different types of way. There are arguments. Uh, obviously, you know, Nick had made a case for K Rod. Tori Hunter got a got a lot of love with twenty eight point three percent of the ballot. Brayu, mm-hmm. we talked about Bobby Brayu. You and I are both big fans of Bobby Brayu on the ballot. Yeah. Twenty nine point nine. Manny got thirty three one. Pettit forty point nine. Sheffield forty three three. A Rod with an even fifty two and Roland fifty five one. Yep. And a steep drop off after uh, Francisco Rodriguez. Oh yeah. Fiscal at yeah. 9.4. Still don't understand that one, but hey, listen, if you voted for Fiscal, let us know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. I'd love yeah. to, we'd love to hear your reasoning. It's, uh, it's kind of cool that it's like, it's kind of in tears, you know? Right. Like, you know, there's Beltron and then there's Jones, Kent, Wagner, Helton, right? And then it's Roland and A Rod and then Sheffield and Pettit and then Manny. Abreu, Abreu Hunter. and Hunter, and then Rollins and K Rod, and then it drops off to nine point four, and I mean those are in tiers too, but uh, yeah, we could do. Yeah, I mean, next ha- year we had a lot of drop offs this year. I feel like we haven't had this many drop offs prior. Oh, I, we had I was, a lot. You know, of that's what I was thinking. What we can do is we can do the tap ballot next year too. Hmm? Not just the not just the regular Hall of Fame ballot, tap ballot. We could take off. Beltron, Jones, Wagner, and Helton next year. Oh, yeah. We really have some fun with this. We could do that. Like a theoretical. I mean, we're going to have to remember. But, yeah. And, I mean, we could also do, uh, like, the committees and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Um, That will definitely get passed (laughs) since only 16. Yeah. Yeah, Expect a lot more uh, tap tap Hall of Fame content this next couple of years. Because, listen, if you guys are going to keep voting, we'll keep putting it out. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sharing with all your friends, family, dogs, cats, you know, all your friends named Mike, Mike Hawk or Hugh Jazz yeah. or all There's, the other names you guys decided to send. There in. were there were uh, some some good names. Uh, the one that that stood out to me the most for some reason is the Rob Manfred one. And then Wait, the, what? Yeah, I, I, you don't remember that? I don't remember this one. Uh, yeah, it was Rob Manfred, and then the email was <laughs> Rob Manfred at like at MLB.com, I think. I don't know why. That was, it's just like so simple, yet hilarious. And shout out to these people who did do these stupid names with these stupid emails and still took it seriously. That was cool. Appreciate it. Much, so much love for that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, 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 we talk a lot about we, we fuck around a lot. We like to have fun. And, and I think our, our listeners must have caught on to that and hopefully partook in the fun a little bit. Now, 
it's interesting that Kent got the vote instead of rolling the fan vote because I was looking at the numbers. And Jeff Kent is actually the better offensive player. And obviously, Roland has the gold gloves and and the defensive pedigree. But let's put it this way. They both played 17 years, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Kent had over 1,000 more at-bats. I'm going to say durability played in here. Scored over 100 more runs. Mm-hmm. Almost 400 more hits. So Kent had 24-61. Which is, you know, 2,500 is usually applied to a, a benchmark there. Right. In fact, during a few few tough luck outs, he was at 2,500. Mm-hmm. Kent had about 30, uh, 40 more doubles, four more triples, over 50, 51, 51? 61 home, more home runs, and over 200 RBI, more RBIs. Mm-hmm. While having a higher batting average uh, and slugging. But a How many years of their average. career each? 17. Both had 17? Wow, mm-hmm. look at that. That's why I figure it's a very easy comparison. Both play infield. OPS plus. Premium position. OPS plus. What do we got here? Jeff Kent, 123 to 122. Hmm. So when it comes so... down to it, they are the same player. So Roland's in the Hall of Fame. What's the excuse to keep Kent out? The defense. I mean, Roland was a tremendous defender. Phenomenal. Kent, Kent was not. And you can tell in the war. Kent's war is, uh, according to baseball reference, 55-4, Roland 70.1. That's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, li- I like I like that, like, 50, 50 cutoff to be considered, um, depending on your the longevity of your career, though. Right. You know, if you're... That's that's for like if you're playing 15 years, I want to see that you know, I want to see that 50 plateau, but uh, oh yeah, you know anything under that and you know, obviously changes. But that that's kind of like the basis, the starting point for me is that's the first thing I look at. I look at a guy's career war. Jeff Kent actually had more infield hits than Scott Rowland. <laughs> what a weird stat! Thank you. Well, well, baseball reference has situational when you're comparing players. Yes. Uh, Scott Rowland did have more left home runs versus lefties, so yeah. Damn, I mean, this gives you all the splits and everything. Home and road. Uh, Rowland had it inside the park home run. That'll do it. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, that I I, I think it's a no brainer that Jeff gets a Hall of Famer, and, and I think the, the the writers got it wrong here in that sense. Yeah, did him dirty. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that they have been doing him dirty for years. And it's kind of shocking that he didn't get that, you know, that big push in his final year. It's like almost like they were just like, nah, who cares? You know? Like, Yeah. Are you wearing your Jays hat because Scott Rowland? Well, it's the first one I grabbed, yeah. Uh, it worked. Okay. Uh, and, and Jeff Kent actually had said something mm-hmm. about the the voting and he said to Susan Slusser via text mm-hmm. quote the voting over the years has been too much of a head scratching embarrassment strong words that are they that's I think, str- they're I, think I think they're pretty well, 
definitely definitely accurate. But the fact that a guy in his 10th year on the ballot who's a surefire Hall of Fame for numbers comes out like says that, that's that's a lot. I mean, look at Kurt Schilling. That's another guy. Surefire Hall of Famer. 100%. And he would have, Kurt Schilling would have gotten him if he didn't didn't ask to remove from the ballot. I'm convinced his 10th oh, year would have gotten his 10th year. But, but the problem 100%. is 100%. The problem he is taken that one. he, he would have got in on his third ballot if he didn't say, you know, whatever it yeah. was on ESPN. Whatever, yeah. And whatever. Then, I think it was like super, some sort of super right-wing theory or whatever. Yeah, it was. whatever. No, no, no. On ESPN, he, but he, he didn't say anything like that crazy on ESPN. I don't know what he said on ESPN. That got him fired. Or was that the tweet? Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the tweets. His his, his tweet? political tweets that were heavy, heavily right right wing. That but it doesn't matter. What, what 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 if what if he was heavily left winged? It doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. Which, Schilling should have been right. in year three. He, I mean, you can make an argument. He should have been in year one. I, he's a he's a Hall of Fame pitcher, one hundred percent through and through. And it's a shame that the committee didn't didn't put him in this year either. Yep. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like at at this point, if I, if I was in Schilling's position, right. And I know we're getting, you know, a little off brand from what you were talking about, but if I was in Schilling's position after them, not putting me in on the committee either, even if I got elected, I just wouldn't even show up. (laughs) Yeah. That would be a power move. That is a power move. That's invite you you to get the, the hat and the Jersey. And to see your plaque for the first time, and I just, I'd be like, "Yep, yep," and I just wouldn't show up. Like, fuck you. But, yeah, um, definitely the same thing. Kent, Kent is a Kent, Kent's a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. I hope he gets in through a uh, committee, but his committee won't be for what another six years or so, the right? Twenty 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 five. So he, he oh, would be it? eligible for the class of 2026. Oh, okay. So three years. So three years. Okay. Uh, he's yeah. going to need some help, but hopefully he and Schilling get in on that their committee next. Um, let me ask you one final thing. Yep. Next year, is it time? Is it is it Roland? Uh, is it Helton, Wagner, and Beltre? What, what were... Helton was at 72 this year. Helton was at 72, two, and Wagner was at 68. I want to say one. So I would say that Helton definitely. Wagner, maybe. And Beltre, 100%. So it's Beltre and Helton for sure. For sure. With, with Wagner being the guy to watch. Yeah. I would also I would also keep a big eye out for Carlos Beltran. Yeah. And we, had, we talked about that at length. Yes. Uh, before, all right. For those Listen, those I'm, will be I'm my excited. guys to watch for next year, along with Joe Mauer too. I want to see. I think. I think. I want to see Joe Mauer. I think, I think he'll be like anywhere from like 45 to 60 range. That would be that's my strong guess. showing in the first first year, huh? That's my guess. He's a Hall of Fame. I like it. I like it. Billy Hall of Fame times the best. Hall of Fame, man. Do you know what that you know what that means? Five years. What? Spring training right around the corner. Yeah, pitchers and catchers in sixteen and uh, eighteen days, nineteen days. Oh, I thought it was twenty. Twenty? Hey, listen, 
Yeah, something. I'm sure, by the time people hear the episode, it'll be 18, 19, <laughs> 15. Two. Um, hey, listen. Yeah, something like I'll, that. I'll be okay with two. Oh, I got a new schedule. I got to I gotta send it to you. All right. Anyway, it's been fun. Happy, happy four years to take a pitch. Yes, sir. That being said, peace. It's Tito made. Yee, yee, yee.